Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we'd prefer the House of Beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading the next of our book or a long list, or short list, depending on when this comes out, books. The House of Doors by Tan Tuan Eng, and someone is starting with a beer. I think it's Nate. There are two main characters in this book, one of which is a famous writer that... I found out on the acknowledgements page is actually real. <laughs> I did yeah, not realize what I was reading. Anyway, but they, they go to Malaysia to stay with a friend. Uh, and so they are couch surfers. This is couch surfers by Torch and Crown. And uh, it's good. And it's an IPA. So, you know, you don't even need to use your imagination. It's just, you know, you get it. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, no, I like it. So this is Tan Tuan Eng's, and I'm sure I'm not saying it just right, uh, his third novel, and I think his other ones were also shortlisted or longlisted for other books. Yeah, one was longlisted for the booker, and one was shortlisted, so he's his streak is strong. There's a lot of legacies. Yeah, they like that. I think it's when they don't do all the reading. It's like, let's see, is there a way we can narrow this list down? It also helps that publishers, at least until recently, publishers could only submit a certain number of books to even be eligible. And I think it was two. I think it was each publisher could send, submit two books to even be in the running. That way the judges had a reasonable chance, I guess, of actually reading most of them. Because mm. if they only have to read 100 books as opposed to, you know, the 50,000 books that get published in a year. So maybe they just thought he had a better chance of winning. He has a Malaysian writer from Penang, which is a major, which is where the book takes place. It's not autobiographical at all, but it's about uh, William Somerset Moam. Is that how you say that name? It's British, so you probably don't say it the right way. I have no idea. It looks like it says Mongum, but you know, it's... It's probably Moam. Mom. 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 Mom or yeah. Moam. I looked at my dictionary and my Kindle Mung. had it. Mom. <laughs> it had it as a, a word, and he, you know, Apparently he was, you know, the book makes it out to be like he's this great novelist, but actually he was really much more famous in his day as a playwright. I mean, that gets mentioned in the book too, but he was a a very famous playwright and made a a ton of money. Like there's a political cartoon of the uh, London's West End and all the posters for upcoming shows, and it's like an angry ghost of Shakespeare there. (laughs) He's like. Four different mom mom plays were put on in the same season. He was like really the he was the tits, but he didn't like those. So the book <laughs> uh, goes between a couple of different time periods, uh, all all focusing in Penang, which is in um, was that Malaysia? Is it in Kuala Kuala Lumpur, which is Kuala my favorite Lampour. type of Australian alien, animal? Kuala Lumpur is a, because I, I looked at the map just a couple of minutes ago, it's a city, uh, Kuala Lumpur is south, is a city just a little bit south of Penang. Penang is clearly not gigantic. Gotcha. So um, the main character, I mean, there's kind of two main characters. There's a fictionalized version of Somerset Moam, who they just called Willie the whole time. Because his name was actually William. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's him. And he is staying as a guest. Him with his secretary, Gerald, <laughs> are staying as guests at the house of... What the fuck is her name already? I forgot it now. 
Siri? Leslie? No, that's his real wife. Leslie, yeah. His, his wife is Siri or Siri or something. Uh, um, and his daughter is Alexa. Is that true? Oh, no, I'm joking. God Siri and Alexa? Yeah, oh, come as on. I said it, I heard it. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. Uh, can't believe I fell for that. That's like a D's nuts. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and his son is Doze. <laughs> um, but they're staying at Leslie and her husband Robert's house, and they are white. They're British people living in Malaysia. They're colonialists, colonists. And they are clearly living the elite life because they have, I like, I like the character whose name was like number one houseboy. <laughs> and who is 60 years old. Yeah. And he's still called number one houseboy. They have all and these they, servants and they live in this clearly like amazing like beachside villa. I mean, it has a name. The house has a name. It's... Uh, Crawdaddy House or something, whatever it was called, but it's Katsuweria not... House or something like that. Which is going to be kind of important later, and as a, as a detail at least, and is, you know, so, the, so they're, they're super elites in this world. So that's kind of like one of the themes, I guess, of the book. If we think about booker books like that themes, is uh, colonialism and the differences in class and race. Um. But they, you know, so these guys, I mean, the first, very first chapter that you forget about instantly because you fall asleep because the book is kind of boring is, um, what's her name? Leslie is an older woman in the late 40s thinking about, like, remember back in, back in the day, like 1921, that's where the first third or so of the book is. And then it alternates between chapters of her and Willie just sitting around being rich, boring people. Like, it's really a lot. I mean, it's just slowly setting things up. Tracks a little for nothing to happen. Well, there's some like recollecting that happens <laughs> for nothing to happen to either well, of the main characters. One thing happens, and that is that Willie, who's a writer and famous writer in his day, he's looking for material for his new book, and it's like, here's where he got it. <laughs> That's what happens to him. But so then we find out more about the character. We find out Willie and his secretary, Gerald, are actually lovers. So, all right, I've got a quote about that because it brings me to the first thing about the book that I was like, I don't think this is written well. So anyway, <laughs> this is Leslie. This is when, this is when Willie and um, Gerald first get there. They're having dinner the very first night they arrive. And Leslie says, the realization jolted me. Why had, had I not seen it sooner? The two of them were lovers. They were homosexuals. We had a pair of bloody homosexuals oh, under our roof. Bloody? They need to use I look at Robert. He knew. <laughs> of course he knew. <laughs> Dude. Spit on it first. What I meant is, so, so this is very, this is very near the beginning of the book. And it was kind of like, this, this is where, this is where I th- writers are supposed to show, not tell. But this is the author just telling you. Like, the first time you meet them, although that's what I thought at the time, and then when I found out that this guy, this author, Willie Somerset Mom, he's actually real, and I looked him up, oh, and he was gay. Okay, I see. So, I guess for people who are smarter than me, they would know that already, and it wouldn't be, like, a surprise. There's no reason to have it, like... I mean, I was thinking at the time, why didn't the author just have... Leslie discover it as more of part of the plot instead of like just jumping in with that observation just like right away when when we first meet them. Like I think 
because the book was so boring, and it's kind of like this is what plot is going to so be. So one in this thing, book. I, I, oh god, throughout the book is like the being the contrast of the the British colonists and the Malaysians. Are like they become like extra British. They like turn it to eleven, and this is not long. At, I mean, they're probably still pretty prude people. The elites of Edwardian England or whatever this is at the time. So maybe she was just reviled by it. And if she had actually seen two guys just cornholing, she would have died. She would have just not survived. Like that's just too many balls slapping there. Yeah, Newton's cradle. So uh, also uh, one other <laughs> one other detail that is not actually that important because nothing was that important. But <laughs> Nate's uh, Buddhist right interpretations really of literature. A... <laughs> <laughs> nothing matters. It's that important, you know. <laughs> You know, life is lightness. You know, it doesn't this recur. Book was suffering. So it's lightness. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, also, right near the beginning of the book, right when Willie first gets there, he gets a telegram from his lawyers saying that he's lost all his money. He bet, he invested it in something really stupid. <laughs> NFT. They don't, doesn't uh. even say what, but he literally lost all of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a board. That's what he. That, that's what he. Uh, hey, that's man, what he. You bought. just wait. Those but are real. He lost all of his money, which was forty thousand pounds. It's about as much your mother weighs. Uh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so which oh, I think yeah. was a lot of money. Uh, which he was a very very rich man, but he had lost it all, and so the, so. Um, and then right at that moment that he sees this letter from his uh, lawyer, uh, Leslie comes in and says. My goodness, you're white as a sheet. Her eyes darted to the letter in his hand. Not bad news, I hope. He swallowed once and then swallowed again, know forcing down his nausea. Just the, the... <laughs> just, no, here's what he says. Uh, just the, just the colitis, that's all. So he'd rather admit he has to take a massive runny dump than like <laughs> admit that I he lost all imagine. his money. I have to imagine that British people in South and Southeast Asia had constant diarrhea. <laughs> like constant Montezuma's revenge, just like just all the time. Every day. And it's hard with all those layers of clothing, but they had to be. And he just got there. They're, and all that British not, food. Uh, there's no air conditioning, yeah. and they're buttoned up. He just. The sweatiest, runniest diarrhea of your life. I mean, you don't even know if you're wiping poop or sweat at that point. It's just. It's just like a water park <laughs> that something malfunctioned. It sounds. Like I experienced, the worst some, thing I experienced that something be. similar recently, and it was. I mean, it was like ninety-five degrees the other day. And I was like, "Oh my, what is what is happening back here?" Um, I can only imagine being in the jungle and eating nothing but like you know, fucking. I don't even know what the hell they eat. <laughs> like just, they mentioned the. They mentioned the food all the time. Well, and it could, sounded pretty okay. But if you are from 1920s England, you have potatoes and like just broiled boil, beef. Boiled beef and boiled uh, beef, bread. probably. It's just everything is a scone. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Anything more than that, and you're getting, you're getting the wrong So, yeah, so too. she must have. Uh, well, Leslie was actually born there in Penang. And and her mom, her whole her life. mom might have Even been she's a bit Chinese, it says at one point. Like, you look at her, look at those eyes. They're a little, you know. <laughs> That's that's like a throwaway line. It's like okay, sure, um, but yeah, he was definitely. He's like I I can't admit that I'm poor because that's the that's the biggest disgrace. I could let it be known that I'm gay. I can't let it be known that I'm poor. 
So let me just tell her that I am going to shit my brains out in five minutes. That's a good cover story. <laughs> and to a that's what yeah, all the time. That's the one I always use. Every time then like <laughs> the check comes at a restaurant, and I don't want to admit I'm poor. I, say, I have to shit and then I just run out of the table. <laughs> <laughs> Something's coming out. It's it's uh and it's I feel the tip. Um it's uh what are you saying? <laughs> Uh, but part of the, uh, the stress of his mo- fon- uh, monetary situation, it's not that it's that he's broke. It's that he has a sham marriage, like a marriage of, you know, hiding that he's gay to a socialite who is named Siri. And she's living, you know, a wealthy person's life in, back in England. And he... All he wants to do is travel the world with Gerald, so he needs to make enough money to pay for his traveling and pay for her, and now all of a sudden he has fucking nothing. So he's he is freaking out. You could say him and some other characters have some desperate egos. I didn't just open this earlier. Uh, this is from Root and Branch. <laughs> it's called Desperate <laughs> Egos, and it's a double IPA. And uh, this one doesn't have a whole story about politics on the side. It's telling me about, like... Communism or whatever. Mmm. This sip tastes as good as the other sips I might have had earlier. That's a very nice uh, hazy uh, wheat IPA. Delicious. So then what the fuck happens? This is all just like, you're like, is it, when is this, when is the, what, which one of these things is the conflict? None. None of them are. And it's like none of them. Or not really. Or so almost nothing happens for the first quarter the of the book. And it's really like... There's really just nothing going on. And then eventually, Leslie kind of is annoyed with her husband, Robert, and is like, you know, but he goes to bed early because he's, he's very dying sick. dying of being a white guy in the jungle. They don't say what he has, but he's just like wasting away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one lung. point the dog's like, you should go, go somewhere healthier, like a desert. <laughs> like you should go. You need to go. His lungs are too wet. or something. Qatar. One of those old-timey diseases. <laughs> so uh, not much happens. And then finally one night, uh, Leslie decides, Hey, Willie, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you something that happened to me here in Penang, but about 10 years ago. So this, all this stuff happened back in 1910 or 1911. Ten. I think it was 1911. In Penang. Oh, yeah. Also, also because she invites, because uh, Willie is like a super famous writer at the time, I've just learned. And so he goes out to this party and they meet this other like uh, Chinese guy who's there and is like, oh, can you sign this letter? Can you sign this copy of your book? And can you it'll yeah, make it out to my son who I haven't seen in 10 years because he went, have to, went off to fight with for the revolution and with Sun Yat-sen. It's like, wait, what? And so Willie thinks that uh, Leslie had an affair with Dr. Sun Yat-sen when he lived in Penang for all of six months back in 1911. Uh, and he, Willie thinks Leslie's going to tell him that. Nope. Only she, she, that was not true. She does have an affair, but uh, gets around to a lot of other stuff. She's like, okay, let me tell you all the stuff that happened back in 1911. So it's the good old double flashback yeah. story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. One flashback's not enough. We have to have a flashback within a flashback. It's, it's flashception. Flash, flashception, yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, that makes it the better. Flash the flash duckin'. The flash duckin'. 
Uh, well, we are dealing with. Okay, this is just the dumbest name for a fucking beer. So I'm just gonna put it in. I just, it's gonna get happened today. I don't know how. But we're talking about you know a work of art in the age of mechanical reproduction here. So that's the fucking name of this beer. <laughs> a work, the work of, of art, art in, in the, the age, age of mechanical, mechanical reproduction. reproduction. Double IP by Root and Branch. Root and by Branch. Evil Twin. That I sounds assume. like a political. That's and definitely Branch. like oh. the name of an article from a 1972 communo anarchist fucking screed. It's probably maybe it's something it's to do with that, uh, What's that fucking called? The, uh, well, it's actually there's a quote AI here on the side. Shit. Even the most perfect reproduction of a work of art is lacking in one element: its presence in time and space, its unique existence at the place where it happens to be. Said Walter Benjamin in an article or essay called The Work of Art in the Age of Mechanical Reproduction, 1935. Okay. Thanks, dude. But the name is long enough to be an evil twin name. Evil twins would be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what would theirs be? This work of art in the Age of Mechanical Reproduction used to be a bodega. Like, that would be there. (laughs) 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 That's a really, oh, my God, that's so... They're so good at the IPA. I asked them if they sold kegs there, and they were like, we don't yet, but we might one day. And I was like, what if I bring my own? And they're like, why would that matter? I was like, oh, never mind, I'm leaving. <laughs> um, uh, first, Leslie tells her about her friend Ethel. Ethel or Esther? It doesn't matter. No, which one? Like, I just Ethel. want you to know how old this <laughs> shit is. Here's a character named Ethel. The yo- a character named Ethel, and she's young and pretty. Uh, and who kills a guy. Because this woman who's never been in the book before, she's just like, oh, so we got this tele, which we saw in the paper, or my husband Robert saw in the paper one day, Ethel's in jail. She killed a guy. And so, oh, and I have to go down to Kuala, because they live in Kuala Lumpur. So I have to go down to Kuala Lumpur and see her to see what happens. So she goes down immediately like that day or the next day. They're not even sure she's going to, she's been arrested, but it's like, is she going to be charged with a crime? Is not clear yet. So, and this thing is what I found out was real after the book. Sounds like a real. Yes. And I was like, oh shit, that's real. That doesn't make this book any better. So, apparently, this, so, uh, this event, this murder that happened, uh, uh, Ethel's, Uh, when she uh, shoots the guy. Alleged murder. That's for a court to decide. <laughs> well, what this was, this is an event that actually happened in like 1912. The author put it in 1911, where this woman was actually put on trial for, for killing a guy in Kuala Lumpur. Um, this is this is a event that Willie, or the the actual author Will Willie Somerset, however you say his last name, actually wrote a story about it. It's called The Letter. And it is actually a short story or short vignette or something like that that he actually learned about on his real travels in Penang or Kuala Lumpur. Because his shtick is like going to faraway places and meeting local people and then just turning their lives into short stories with dramatic effect to sell back to people who haven't been to these places. Like, oh, the exoticism of the Far East. Uh, But he... There's a passage in this book where he has the most obnoxious thing where he's like, I just observe and record, but the the writer can provide an ending. And like, oh, shut the fuck up. And then at another point, someone says, you wrote that story about that prostitute, but you didn't even change her name, dude. That was kind of a dick move. Like, real people. And he's like, but her name was too good to not change. It was like Ivana Cox or whatever her her name was. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> but that short story, the letter, was published in 1926 in a uh, his short story collection called the Casarina Casuarina Tree, which is so like like Ang is kind of saying, oh, all of those little vignettes were kind of, you know. Influence this real thing, and I guess if we knew the works of W. Somerset Maugham better, we'd pick up a lot more shit throughout this book. I'm sure it's one of those kind of things where there's lots of Easter eggs for an author of you know of quotes and shit from an author who died 60 years ago. I'm not gonna look for them. Is he like still that well known? I mean, among like literary nerds, yeah. I like, just knew the name because it I, just I, uh, that, that name famous? stands out. Mom is how it's pronounced apparently. Um, I had no idea. I, I just knew the name. I could, and he wrote of human bondage. That's like the famous book that I know. The name of I don't know what it's about. Probably not enough bondage. Probably minimal clamping and stuff in there. But so I knew the name. <laughs> Couldn't tell you anything about. It. Every time I'd look at it, like of human bondage, I'd have to go to the internet and jerk off. So, uh, so Ethel <laughs> is on trial, where because she shot a guy. So she, according to her, at first, uh, according to her. She was at home, and a man came over and tried to rape her, and so she shot him. That is, and so that's the story you hear at first, and uh, Leslie's husband is a lawyer. Says, oh, no, she won't be. She, she, she'll, be she'll be let out. It'll be fine. Nobody will convict her of that. And then, they, and then Leslie goes to the, I guess it would be the arraignment, where they like have a little initial... Um, you know, thing like, how do you plead? It didn't, it, you know, it's not American, so it's not quite exactly the same thing, but they talk about the, they talk about some of the facts and the uh, judge is like, no, no, there's a, we're going to, this is going to go to trial. So you're to have to, so Ethel has to like stay in jail. Uh, later in the book, one of the uh, Asian characters or Chinese characters, I forget which one, I, I think it was actually Arthur says, who is Chinese says, this is the first time a white woman has ever been on trial here in the colony. And they'll definitely like, even if she did it, they'll find a reason to just like, you know, let her go or pretend. I mean, it's also important that she killed a white guy and not a local because in that case, they probably wouldn't have no. done trial at all. Almost definitely not. It would have just been a ra- resounding round of high fives and then <laughs> back to <laughs> oppressing. <laughs> Yeah, more about that later. So um, Ethel uh, actually does have to go in prison. And then, so, uh, what's her name? Leslie visits her in prison, and, and she says, so should I tell people that you were having an affair with him? Because you were, you were having an affair with him. And she's like, no, no, definitely not. The world cannot know that I was actually having an affair with him and that I, he, I broke it off and that he just couldn't let it go. And that's why I had to shoot him. At least that's what you find out at this point. Uh, and she's like, no, don't tell anyone, please. You can't. The world can't know I was an adulteress. It's like, they, she'd rather be a murderer than an adulteress? She's pretty confident she's going to beat the rap. So it's a little, it's a little different. That is true. So that happens, and then uh, that happens in the space of a couple of different chapters back and forth, and then of her telling the story about what happened in 1911, and then the other thing she starts to talk about how is meeting, so Leslie met Dr. Sun Yat-sen, the famous guy, which we'll talk it's more like about. It's like they're in a always second. introducing um, him at a fucking high school graduation. That he's Doctor Sun Yat-sen, which <laughs> never hear him called that when you learn history. They're just like, yeah, Sun Yat-sen, who was a fascinating dude, but 
they put the doctor in there like they're trying to impress their like Jewish mother. They're like he's a doctor, see? Like it's just constantly there, and I just found that very strange. It stuck out to me. I don't remember learning about this guy. The, the problem when you learn about Chinese history, Jimmy, is you're hungry for more an hour later. So teachers try to avoid it, unless it's right before lunch. Yeah, that's true. And it's also something that happened in the 20th century, which your history teacher never gets to. <laughs> They're like, we're going to work our way up to the present that day, and then they true, stop yeah. at the Civil War. <laughs> it's like American Civil War. Again, and then shit's that's been fine since then, 9-11, bye. And then they just <laughs> <laughs> Also, so many crazy things have happened in China that... If you really can only talk it's about like the, one or like the if you can only have revolution. time to teach about one or two things, Sun Yet Doctor Sun Yet Zen doesn't even Sun make Yet the Sun Yet Zen MD. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, Sun Yet Zen. So he lived. So he was born in China near the tail end of the uh, in sort of like the late eighteen hundreds. But he was he was um, but he was also educated. He lived in what Hawaii. And like, um, so he speaks English completely, completely fluently. But what he really wants is to like end the like weak, corrupt government of China. This is still the emperor. This is still the monarchy. He wants to end. He wants China to be a democracy. And he's been working towards at this point in 1911. He's actually been working towards this for a long time. And and keep these little rebellions keep getting organized. That keep getting like put down. And a lot of people have died and stuff like that. So he's, of course, you know, a wanted man in China. Like, he can't go to China. So what does he do? He goes to other places in Asia where either other Chinese people live or other rich people live, you know, even these British people. And they're like, I, like, he's just trying to raise money. He's trying to, like, get the word out about his cause, maybe recruit a little bit, but it's mostly, like, get money. And so he has this, what he calls a book club, you know, kind of like ours, where we ask for money. (laughs) But uh, at his book club, he asks for money, Oh, yeah, we, and we people have to donate do that. to him. Even though people know, people, it's a reading society. People know full well that they're, they're donating towards this like revolution. Um, and so in 1912, one of these revolutions actually works and actually is successful. And the monarchy in China is abolished and they become a democracy, sort of, but only very briefly. And Sun Yat sen is actually the first president. But he has to resign right away, and he's the first president and, and leader of the the Kuomintang, the Kuomintang Party, which is the party that eventually becomes the nationalists that that does manage to to sort of like consolidate power in China, and then they have to fight Mao, and then they lose, and then they flee to Taiwan, and then they're the government of Taiwan. So he so there is like a direct descendant from uh, Doctor Sun Yat-sen to the current government of Taiwan. But uh, Sun Yat-sen is widely liked in China today. Both the like the the nationalist, you could say the nationalist, uh, Chiang Kai-shek uh, in the you know the 30s and 40s, and then in Taiwan, he's loved because he kind of started this whole thing. But then also the communists really like him too, because he did at the same time he was just trying to get as many people to support abolishing the monarchy. So the communists were obviously in favor of that too. I think Mao hadn't quite gotten started yet in, in, in 1912. No, he had not gotten started. He didn't, uh, he had not gotten started like organizing a communist rebellion yet. That was more like the 1920s. But, the, but, uh, uh, Sun Yat-sen was actually friendly-ish to the communists there too, in China as well. So even today, both the People's Republic of China and 
the Republic of China, also known as Taiwan, actually both claim I believe it's to known as China, uh, Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ask them, it is. <laughs> if you ask them, it is. Uh, they both claim to really like, to really look up to Sun Yat-sen. He's not, to call him the George Washington is not really the right, not quite the right term, but it is a little bit. Anyway, I'm sure he's a really interesting do you know, guy. Do you know the uh, science fiction writer Cord Wainer Smith? <laughs> do you know that name? I have never heard that. It's I mean, no. a Cord, Cord Wainer is a fucking ridiculous name. It was his. It was his. Uh, the name, name is he Cord used. Cord Wainer. Um, his his like famous. What did, like what did he write? I mean, he wrote. You know, he's one of those guys in the 30s, 40s, and 50s writing stuff. Um, but he, you know, writing the pulp shit for like Galaxy magazine and stuff like that. Um, if, if you're into the into the science fiction that, that era, you'll need his name. Sun Yat Sen was his godfather. <laughs> the most random factoid really? ever. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I forget how. I'm ready for Jeopardy now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't ask. It's hopefully not a Final Jeopardy. We have to figure out how to spell cord wiener, guys. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd, I think the judge will let me have that one. Cord, uh, a cord wiener is when it's very long and skinny. Um, it's like a spaghetto. Spaghetto, like one, spa- like one, one spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's, I have an angel hair spaghetto. It's not girthy, but you know, it goes in. No. Yes. Just a fact. Nate knows everything about Sun Yat Sen except that. Yeah, he doesn't know the important stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, which of those, which 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 one of those dumb things that you all heard from us will appear at was pub this, trivia? Not the shit Nate said. That's actually important in the world. <laughs> was this guy a Chinese sci-fi author? No, no, white as shit, white guy. No, oh, that's yeah, confusing. But okay, Sun Yat-sen didn't live in China for quite a while oh, yeah, because true. he was, you know, a wanted man. Like the, he he would have been arrested and executed immediately. So he spent a lot of time in. I think in the United States, spent a lot of time in England, spent a lot of time in uh, also the British colonies. He would just not stop trying to revolute. You know what's funny? Um, uh, Ho Chi Minh, kind of similar story, but we'll talk about him a different. <laughs> we'll talk about him a different time. So, okay, so Leslie, she gets him, she meets Sun Yat sen and is like inspired by him. I mean, I guess, uh, and but then she because Leslie speaks English fluently, obviously, but it's, also speaks. It's it's, it's uh, a one of the it's one of Chinese, the dialects one you of never them? hear about. Two of them, it's one of them, and Malay, Everyone and just about Mandarin, but something else. But because she's lived in 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 Mal- uh, Malaysia like the, her whole life, she actually also yeah, speaks ha- this, ha- this one or something I, like that. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because I know I'll do it badly. That's what it looks like it's spelled to me, but... I'm sure it's pronounced nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. But anyway, so, so she volunteers for this, like, book club reading society. She's translating pamphlets. She's, like, um, translating things into English so that people are just doing a better job editing it so that, like, Sun Yat-sen will be more successful, raising money and gathering more followers. And when she's there, she meets Arthur, well, she only also joins this society because she gets married into a the guy's a, a barrister. So she go, she was a teacher. She was a music teacher or something, right? And she quits that to become a, a trophy wife, essentially. And they have in, in those days, trophy wives didn't just do like Pilates; they would be involved in all sorts of dumb organizations. 
So, well, back in those days, were teachers allowed to be married? I know at certain points they weren't, but this is the the tens. I don't know if it's still the rule. Yeah, they might and, not have been allowed to be married, but like he was also more well to do than her. Yes, it would be unladylike of her to have a position of employ. Yeah, but, the only position they liked was very steady missionary. Only at first, because they do, they do mention that you know they just stopped banging years ago. Yes. Well, because they had enough, and the British know they yeah, keep well, keep mm. keep on and carry on. I'm fine now. Just Thanks. Wank into a sock. Uh, so she gets involved in this thing, but before that, I forgot to mention she fu- she hears from her brother, who also lives there, that her husband had an affair, and so uh, like in, in her 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 brother, I forget his name, uh, says, "Oh, I just sorry, I have to tell you, your husband is having an affair." I saw them. And she's like, what? I haven't heard anything. How did I not hear about this? And then she's all mad. But yet she also, within minutes, is like, I can't confront him. I can't give up my marriage. I can't, you know, I I can't uh, confront him about this. Although eventually she does. And he says, I I promise you, I am not sleeping with another woman. And I was like, oh, well... That was like so fucking the, obvious. The fucking old lawyers, the poop hole loophole. Uh, <laughs> but you know, one of the th- and there's another one of the things you could say at the themes of the book is she's like, I can't divorce him because I saw what happened to that other old lady who got divorced recently, and she's fucking homeless and poor, and nobody likes her, and it's an embarrassment, and blah 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 blah. So I have to just, and he'll just deny it. I have to just stick around. And that's the best I could do. And every other woman around her would have been like, yep, that's probably it. It's fucked up. And he's like, I'm not sleeping with another woman. We don't sleep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't actually sleeping. That's why I was telling you the truth that time. <laughs> so, okay. So she is all mad at her husband for having an affair. And then she doesn't realize realize it's with a man, even though the thing in the beginning was definitely foreshadowing. And it was very obvious. So when she goes to this reading society... And why is her husband such good friends with the gay dudes? (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's like, like, oh, Willie is his best friend. like, yeah, that guy loves Willies. (laughs) 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 The clues were there. Uh, so anyway, so she goes to this thing and she meets uh, not, I mean, she does meet Dr. Sun Yat-sen a couple times, but she actually meets Arthur, who that's his, I mean, that's his English name, but he's actually Chinese and he's a doctor and he's like well-liked, but he's also there doing some of this translating uh, early in the morning. But then I forget exactly how she's just like, take me, <laughs> take me away. That's about how, yeah. And and so she's Take like, you know ko- what, koala hump more. <laughs> <laughs> and she and he's like, I'm, I'm Malaya. <laughs> <laughs> and so she, uh, he's like, okay. He, instead of going to work, he's like, I know where we can go. Uh, and he takes her down to these like back Hound streets town. of <laughs> of Penang. <laughs> And goes and is like uh, goes down these narrow streets and finds this like a weird house and he says like yes this was my grandmother's house and she left it to me she just said I couldn't sell it and so what do I do I collect doors because I fucking love doors and so yes this house was going to be torn down it had these beautifully carved ornate doors I just 
bought them and I hung them up on the wall. And so, and there's other, in this other place, in this other place, in this other place. So she, he just has all of these doors. So he just has, he doesn't live there. He just has a house full of doors and apparently one bed because they go in and then they, do they fuck? And just in every room, it's Jim Morrison, <laughs> then it's Ray Manzarek, <laughs> then oh, Robbie God. Krieger. Like, what it's the just, fuck are you talking you know, about? <laughs> and then other you know, guy. people are strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had some wild sex. She was a rider on the storm, all right. <laughs> he said, touch me, babe. <laughs> Can't think of any he more said, of fucking dumb songs. Love uh, me two times. Oh yeah, that's wow. Man, Nate, Nate is. You I know the, the I literally you know the doors. T- actually, I kind of do. I I know I know they're like you know five most famous songs. <laughs> and then he's like so far in there. She's like break on through to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> what he's giving her a shocker. <laughs> so now it just comes out. It comes out the back. <laughs> Oh no, I don't like that at all. <laughs> but he does love her madly. Uh, that is a thing that happens. And she touches his peace frog. <laughs> right? Isn't that the one's like blood in the streets up to my ankles? That's a fucking shitty song. I have no fucking idea. I don't, I don't know that one. Definitely a song. It's a song called Peace Frog. That like, I don't think they ever say the words peace or frog in the in the song. But you know, he was the lizard king. What can we know? And there was also a, a thing about doors earlier because they're in Malaysia, and that's where who the fuck was it? An artist, uh, is it Gauguin? Who was the one that painted a bunch of shit there? And then Willie and his and his boyfriend talk about how they went and they just bought two doors that he had painted from some shack, and like ah, oh, doors are important in this book. The symbolism will make like an English some, teacher very happy. Some fucking. Artist like painted the doors of some people in Africa like, or something. I, don't know. I think, uh, that, yeah, it was, go, was it Gauguin? I think it was, but it was like, yeah, we we bought them off those Africans. They didn't know what they had. And I was like, okay, I, I thought it wasn't Africans. I thought it was, I thought it was a somewhere tropical, you know, in a, somewhere in uh, like the Pacific, like a Pacific island. Oh yeah, maybe most likely doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter at all. Pretty much oh. everything the main character does. Doesn't really matter for the rest of the plot, if you could even call it a plot. Uh, Ethel goes to trial, and in the trial, she's found guilty and sentenced to hang. And it's like that. That was. This is after everyone is telling Leslie, "Oh no, that definitely won't happen. Definitely not." But then Leslie knows she was actually uh, Ethel was actually having an affair, and so. That was like not because already what is being told in court is not true. And in fact, Leslie gets put on the stand. Oh, one thing interesting about the trial is that Ethel doesn't uh, testify. Her husband testifies as to what her wife, what his wife did. Oh, oh yeah, no, my wife was just at home. She told me, you know, she told me she was just kind of waiting there, and it's like. They would just never do that. It's kind of, like it's amazing how I can see how that would be a part of a thing where women don't testify, so the husband has to testify for her, even though it's like, come on. Uh, uh, Leslie also testifies, and the lawyer asks her, so was she having an affair? And Leslie's like, no, no, definitely not. But no one believes her because Ethel is found guilty and sentenced to hang. But her husband writes, uh, basically pleads for... A pardon, and so she gets one, 
from the local prince or whatever, but she has to leave, uh, but she has to leave Kuala Lumpur like immediately. And she goes to London or something like that. Because they also don't want to be the people that execute a English woman. Cause it would probably piss off the English, even though she definitely murdered but, that guy. Yeah. But they can't be seen as having yeah, power they over the English. At they all. take for granted, uh, not in the you know British interests of national security. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, uh-oh, regime change. <laughs> I wonder if they would have called it back then. <laughs> Something more flowery. Flowery. Uh, so they, yeah, which which is what happened in real life. The woman whose name was uh, Ethel Proud Proud Cop. Change of heart. That was. <laughs> Uh, Proudlock. Uh, I wrote it down because some I thought work, it also looked like Proudlock. It's kind of like teasing, and they were saying, oh, <laughs> where were you in the line when they were giving out brains? I was like, I was in the line for extremely large penises. Just ask your mom. <laughs> and that's what a proud cock is. Um, <laughs> life, her, her sentence was commuted. <laughs> and I was reading about this because I, I don't know. I know fucking nothing about Malaysia. You know, you, you you could have a degree, you could have a degree or two in history, and never once talk about Malaysia. It's not something you even get the option to learn about here. I didn't know they had a fucking sultan. I, I, I but I picture it, it was. I mean, it, thinking about it afterwards, like oh yeah, it's not like mostly Muslim. No, that I really heard Malaysia, but I would have never even guessed. I would have just. I guess it's kind of like racist a little bit. I would have been like, oh, they probably have an emperor or some shit, you know. <laughs> so, but they had a sultan, mm-hmm. like, like. Like the Turks, like that just struck me as crazy. <laughs> but they did in this in real life. The Sultan pardoned that woman, and it's not clear according to Wikipedia. <laughs> we did the deep dives. If she and her husband ever actually like spoke to each other, like met up again, like they kept in contact via mail apparently. But they had to leave. But you find out at the end of the book that, or at least. I assume that this isn't real, that this is just what the author put in the book, that, in fact, the husband, Ethel's husband, did know that she was having an affair, but he, the husband tried to blackmail the other guy. It's four, four D, oh, it's two D chests. There's two dicks. I'm just like, wait. Um, and they're, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the other guy, I forget his name. Um, right, no, oh, they're both named William. That's right. There was a line. It's like, can you imagine? She shot a man named William, and it wasn't even her husband. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, she won. So the first William blackmails the second William, and second William pays up a bunch of money. But then he runs out of money, and is like, "No, fuck you," because he's not a. I'm rich going guy. to. Uh, yeah, he's not. He's not very rich. He's not. So he's like, "I'm going to tell everybody I was having an affair with your wife." You unless you pay me, so he literally like blackmails the blackmailer, <laughs> also known as William Number Two, blackmails William Number One, and then really William Number One, Ethel's husband, buys a gun and says, "You're going to invite him over here, and when he gets here, you're going to shoot him." This is when they sing the the original version of the Aerosmith song. William's got a gun. Uh, that Nate was referring to there didn't didn't have the same ring to it. Oh, he was doing some laying in his day. Yes, that's true. Steven Tyler's a famous uh, like scholar a, of Malaysia. A picture of Steven history. Tyler, like today, you know, some <laughs> random on the street picture. I don't know, Steven Tyler looks, looks like, the, like the divorced mom that doesn't care if you guys are drinking at home as long as no one's driving. <laughs> like he's, yeah. he's got like weird scarves wrapped around his head, and long, it's like he's very. It looks like a woman who's had a lot of like weird facial work done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't care what your kids do. Just be safe. 
So yeah, uh, then what I can see they that. Killed him. The husband was like, "You go kill him," because we're we're blackmailing everybody up in here today. So kill that white male because the future is uncertain and the end is always near. I feel like I'm supposed to know that. God damn it! That's the door song. Door song. Door song. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> Got another one in there. So um, Leslie, so uh, Leslie is having an affair with a guy, the the owner, the proprietor of the House of Doors, uh, named Arthur. But Arthur is like, you know, I he so okay. Nineteen eleven, a rebellion in China is actually like kind of successful, and so Sun Yat Sen rushes to back to China from Hawaii. Uh, and to kind of like be like, yes, this was all my pl- grand plan, ah ha ha, and and Arthur the doctor that Leslie is sleeping with says, you know what? I've wanted this my whole life. I'm going to go to China and I'm going to help Dr. Sun Yat-sen. And, uh, and she's like, no, why are you leaving me? But then she says, no letters. No one can ever know. Meanwhile, the actual book is, this is also like, you know, the, 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 the bookception where she's 10 years later telling Willie this whole story about how she had an affair, of how she had an affair and how she, um, the guy went off to uh, China and she said, no letters ever, no letters. Then she doesn't. She never actually gets a letter from him ever again, has no idea what happens to him. He just leaves. He just disappears. He just goes there. And then... So Willie stays with Leslie and her husband for a couple of days. Oh yeah, so they go swim. They go swimming in the ocean, <laughs> naked together. But I guess they're all this like bioluminescent, like oh, was it shrimp? That famed nineties oh, R&B They swim, they swim in all this like with with all the bioluminescent uh, stuff. It's like plankton. plankton. Yeah, there you go. And then I guess that sounds oh, it's, oh, it's clarified butter. Oh. <laughs> I think it's pronounced algae. <laughs> um, and so they do that, but, and she's like, yeah, he's gay. He doesn't care. <laughs> so they swim naked together. And then after that, they're like, oh, it was so amazing. And then it's pretty much like end of the book, except it goes to like an epilogue where now it's 1946. They've been living, she's been living in South Africa now for 25 years or more. Her husband is dead, but only very recently. And she's going to move, she's moving back to, um, Malaysia because she misses it and she hasn't been back since. Uh, but also she, she taught, she remembers getting a copy of the book, the Somerset mom book, uh, the cassowaria, cassowarina tree, where he actually tells the story, but he only writes about Ethel. He actually doesn't write about Leslie and her affair and her husband's and her husband's gay affair and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I guess he didn't. He just, he just didn't write about it. He protected us. Even though I told him he could have, I thought he was going to. Because that's why I left Malaysia. I was like, well, he's going to write about it. I kind of wanted to leave, so I told him. I was like, yeah, I guess we'll just, all, we'll just both leave. We'll just go to South Africa. Anyway, so then it's like the end of the book. Where's a good place for a white person from England to go where they could do some damage? South Africa, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's work to be done. Because there was nothing going on in South Africa yeah. at the time. <laughs> The future's Rhodesia, guys. Guys, forget, forget Malaysia. I'm hearing good things about Rhodesia. Uh, <laughs> to the moon, this is going. Get on the ground floor of this thing, baby. All right, so uh, uh, Leslie's going to go back to, to like her husband is dead, and so she's packing up all her stuff, and she's going to move back to um, Penang, 
because where she hasn't been for almost 30 years. And that's the end of the book. Thankfully. I mean, you can close the door on this fucking book. Yeah. It was really slow. Okay. In the beginning, it was very, very slow. I guess I'll say, now that I realize that this author dude was real and that the story he wrote, that was a real story he wrote called The Letter, and it was really about a real thing where this woman named Ethel shot a guy and some history behind that. I see what he's doing there. He's trying to take this actual story from Malaysia and bring in the one famous writer from that went to Malaysia and wrote this story about it. He's trying to put that all into a novel. He's trying to make a novel about that whole thing. I didn't know any of that while I was reading it, so I just thought it was boring and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that answers the question I was going to ask, which was, why is this book? <laughs> you know, I really thought this is kind of lower. This is lower quality writing than you usually see in a Booker-nominated book. Ooh. I really thought that. Like, this is just kind of bad. It, was, it wasn't as... It, def, it, was, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't quite as... Like, it wasn't as good as they usually are. You know, in, the, in a... Book Nerds Book of the Year prize, it was kind of pedestrian at best. I thought there were some beautiful passages, and I mean, it was very... I mean, not all of it, but it was throughout. overall kind of... Uh, I just, I didn't get why... Like, I, I understand that he had, he had this character who's really just a vessel for us to experience these things that happened in this city at the time that he... That, that this takes place, right? So they said he, the Sun, Yen, Sun Yat-sen visited Malaysia, but um, didn't actually do it in that same time, but he moved it so they would take place at the same time um, so they could both be in the book. But what's really accomplished by but having Sun Yat-sen in the book? Is Sun Yat-sen her... is the other famous person who went there. But like... But does, yeah, it's just is like, there something also, missing? Like, why? Does he, does he factor into the short story? No. no. He's she just... didn't have an affair. No. It, was, it, it was just so the guy could be like, did you fuck Sun Yat-sen? And she was like, no. Oh, sorry. Honest mistake. Yeah, she didn't even fuck him. He fucked everybody else. a different guy. So, you know, chances are. I mean, it would have been fun Yat-sen if, even if I had a chance, but I couldn't. I mean, she... I, I you know, they had the... Uh, I learned afterwards that this was a real trial. Uh, it didn't make this any better. It made it more just like whatever. But at the time of reading it, I thought maybe it's going to be like To Kill a Mockingbird, where the trial is like this way to show the way society is and society's racism and shit. Because there was a lot of that in the book about them just being, you know, classist, racist fucks. But the trial had nothing to do with that. And only at the end were they like, oh, they can't execute her because she's white. And I was like, okay, is that it? So I was confused as to why I was and then I found it was real. I was like, okay, I guess that's why he put it in there. But I don't understand why these three things had to all happen at the same time to this woman who is basically just a character for things to happen to famous events. She's the Forrest Gump of Malaysia. To her. <laughs> yeah, but only three things happen. And way more shrimp. Yeah, it's just, I, I just, and he, he's a Malaysian author. I, I guess I'm confused as to why he, he wanted... Do all these, put all these things in there, and have it have the perspective be of the of this woman, this English woman, who I guess she grew up there, so she's different, but she doesn't act any different than the rest of them. She just speaks the language, but she uses the language to talk down to everybody. So I, I'm just confused by a lot of things. Yeah, I don't really know it. where writers get their 
ideas from, right? Like, but and and so there we've read some books that we thought were good. Whereas, like, if someone told you the synopsis, you'd be like, that sounds really stupid. But but if someone yeah. says, hey, you want to read this this award nominated book? It's about this time this author went to write a short. This real author went to write a short story, and someone told him about this crazy thing that happened, and then he wrote a short story about it. I mean, oh, and, and he's also, also he's, gay. he's also very like, gay. Oh. And her husband okay. was secretly gay. And Sun Yat-sen is well, an her husband's not a real person. <laughs> he makes an appearance. <laughs> yeah, and her husband has, has having a gay affair with a set with another person. So it's just like, there's so many things in it. I was just like, what's the purpose of any yeah, of this? It's like a, a, it, wor- it kind like of just swished together. <laughs> like, uh, he was like, I need fucking something. Chat GBT, give me a bunch of topics, and I gotta, it's, it'll be my challenge to make them work. And I was like... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like sometimes when they try to do like too many things at one time and it feels like they're shoehorned in there. Just these things don't even go together and they're unrelated. And yeah, and, and the fact that two or three of the things are kind of real doesn't make it better or worse. It just makes it like, okay, what? Like, he must have thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was a Forrest Gump in Malaysia, but she was still white and it was a lady? But she was like not dumb, and she only did a couple things. Forrest, you know, that was Forrest does some stuff. She just bangs other made up characters that are happening alongside real things. It's like fucking ragtime, which I didn't really read, so I don't remember what it's about. But I think it's like ragtime. <laughs> that book, it's like my idea of what happened in ragtime without having read it. <laughs> I did read ragtime, and uh, it's dumb, but <laughs> it's it's just like. Each random character, and there's a guy's like, ah, I'm a poor immigrant, and it sucks being poor. And then he's like, oh, but I invented the flip book. <laughs> that's, <a> fucking, <laughs> that's definitely a part of Ragtime. <laughs> Did you read that book, Nate? Never read, read it, like, no. I can't remember the author's I name. I hope to never have to try and read uh, it again. I want to say, I know, the name that's coming to mind is Upton Sinclair, which I know is a million percent wrong, but uh, I can't remember who actually e. wrote it. Dr. Rowe. Isn't he? Is yes, he a doctor? Yes, okay. Yeah, doctor. So I was off. I didn't even have like the right letters. It's just a, a historical fiction thing, but this adds, you know, real people. This is historical fiction. What surprised but, me like, is that it's historical what? fiction about imperialism from the perspective of white people. I mean, more like, not that you can't write a book about that, but it's surprising. It's time somebody told our story, I'm Nate. surprised that the Booker <laughs> judges would nominate a book about imperialism, but still from the perspective of white people. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of snide comment comments in it by them, like, oh, they can't execute an English woman, you know, ridiculous. What makes them have about? And so there's a few of that, but it's it's not really about that either. I'm not sure what it's about. It's about a lady who was there for a bunch of stuff that happened around her, but not enough of anything that the book that I could think the book is about X. You know, I just, it, it just doesn't make any, any real sense. So I'll say this. I wouldn't be surprised if this makes the short list. It's the current this is favorite. The current favorite okay. I, we're recording this in September. I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if this wins. Oh. Of what we've read so far, this is the most, this, this to me seems the most likely to win. It's the most Oscar bait. Oh, it's super, super baity. Master bait. It's the master <laughs> of the babies. I it has the really most think issues. it's worse. Although this is only the third one of the group that I've read, and I liked this one the least. Though I can see Sometimes how that's what wins. I, I can see how it's about imperialism, and it's about this you know, famous British author, and it's about uh, 
you know, a bunch of other stuff. And it's about, you know, being gay at a time when that was not, was not accepted. So it's about these, like, these, you know, rights issues that, you know, tend to, it has that thing, that political thing that tends to give it a bump. And it's from a author of, from a place that has, I'm sure, never been, never been given the award. You know, that's the other thing. I'm sure no one from Malaysia has ever, I mean, except for this guy, he's been nominated, but no one's ever won. So that's another reason why he's got a chance of winning. And you could pile on way more of the rights things in there. This thing with you know, this class and male versus female and whatever. But the book is, I know you criticized the writing. I thought the writing was, you know, it's very flowery. And I bet that that is in part to evoke the style of Willie Somerset. The time. Mom. Yeah, you're probably right. And, uh... You know, and, and there, there are beautiful passages, but it's also like you have to be pretty agile as a writer, even though he does take some liberties with dates and places for people, but to fit in all of these historical things into one book and co- create a vaguely coherent narrative, even if it's not a very interesting narrative. You know, so the writing prowess well, is I mean, high. Part of that is cheating because of course. he's telling a flashback within a flashback, so he didn't have to align them. Listen, all writers cheat, Jimmy. Do you think there are actually Wookiees? <laughs> like, people yes. make shit up. <laughs> Greece exists. I know there are Wookiees. <laughs> I've, I've seen Greek women. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like, but I'm saying, like, these is like you could put, like, oh, I'm visiting this. The, the, the main thing is, like, this guy is visiting Malaysia, and he's writing stories. Like, well, let me tell you about a thing that happened another time from now. Like, okay. I think and and I, like, and yeah. the other... Part I'd add to that that potpourri of things there is uh, historical fiction, and Sun Yat Sen is if even even the communists don't hate him, you know he, he's he's kind of a yeah, pop, everybody you know, a popular him. guy, but it's you know he's a, and so putting him in there historical fiction Booker Booker historically tend, tends to like historical books or kind of per, period books. Um, not like ragtime, and then they have um, <laughs> yeah, see what did there, and so <laughs> that's a triple on top. That's all in there, man. Yeah, so I think the his, all those elements. That's you know what it reminds me of. Uh, all the light we cannot see, where you're like, oh my god, is there anything else you could fit into this book that would get you nominated for an award? You know, between the the racial, the gender. The sexuality, the historical stuff, the colonial stuff, and the historical fiction stuff in here. You're like, wow, they really. I, I think. I think. It, I think he got every box. He checked off every single one. It's like a collage. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if this wins. Yeah, me either. I didn't enjoy reading it, but I. I you know, each panel of judges has their own agenda, and I don't think they're always thinking about what is the most enjoyable book. I think sometimes they're thinking, what is the greatest book you know like what is the best book of this list i really and, hope and this with, is with an though. eye to the future i mean i'm i'm halfway through the f- my fifth one of the list and this is definitely my least favorite but are there any that you thought were great so far um no though the one i'm reading now i'm reading all the little bird hearts right now and it's it's definitely i think the best so far but it's not blowing me away it's like it's very good it's very good um well, you'll just have to tune in. Capital G, great. Well, you'll just have to tune into our episode about that book. 
after I after I read it. Coming up at some point. <laughs> yeah, after I finish it, too. I haven't even started it. But so, uh, who should read this? Uh, I don't fucking know. Obviously, we're not the audience for it because people fucking seem to like this book a lot. I can't believe with all those different things addressed in the book, it leaves out. It gets every other person except us. (laughs) Every. (laughs) Well, no, yeah, I guess I guess we're the we're the straight white male colonizers. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you guys. Go back to Huck Finn. (laughs) All right, historically, uh, you know, maligned people. One day, our day will come. But yeah, until yeah, then, until then, until then, tell us what you thought. <laughs> send us an email to Drunk Guys Book Club, <laughs> Drunk Guys Book Club at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at Drunk Guys BC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Guys Book Club. And I mentioned the Patreon in my head, but not in real words. So go there if you want to give us money uh, or help us out by leaving a review. That's actually really nice. We've been getting more reviews on Spotify, and the, the rating of the star rating has not changed, and I'm really nervous. Like every time we see one, it's like, uh oh, Mike, you where's keep it gonna go? Moving the mic while you're speaking. I am Mike. <laughs> I am the Mike. I am the Mike. <laughs> I'm the Mike. Um, <laughs> no one listens at this point, and it's falling down. It looks like I'm trying to blow myself here. No one's gonna notice. If you listen to this, let us know. And I'll tell you, you should have you should have hit next track. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.